0: Visit RobertHalf.com today. I'm enjoying. I'm joined by the hardest working man and most talented man on the internet. Yes, that's right, Fabrizio Romano. We got a lot to discuss today, so no hanging around. Ego begins right now. Welcome along everybody. Welcome Fabrizio, Fabrizio. How are you doing, man? I'm just here Breaking News. Tell me about uh, Antoine Griezmann. Something happening? Yes,
1: it's official, my friend. First of all, I'm fine. Thank you as always and uh, always a pleasure to be here and uh, always a pleasure to be here with News because transfer market is never closed. I always told you. We always have updates and in this case it's an official confirmation from from Atletico Madrid and Barcelona. Antoine Griezmann is Atletico Madrid player on permanent deal. So now there is the statement after the words from Mateo Alemani, Barcelona director, Juan Laporta, Barcelona president, now is confirmed by official statement. Antoine Griezmann to Atletico Madrid for 20 million euros plus 4 million euros in a ons So the loan deal with buy option worth 40 million euros is no more resisting. Now it's a permanent deal. Antoine Griezmann joins Atletico Madrid on permanent move till 2026. So the deal is signed
0: nothing better than a here we go from Fabrizio Romano. Thanks to everybody out there for joining us. Please make sure you comment. If you have any question for Fabrizio, please drop it in the comment section. We'll try to get the best questions out to him as well. Now, Fabrizio, I want to start picking your brain with some of the fantastic youngsters that are playing the beautiful game right now. Um, one man I want to focus on before we go anywhere else is Benfica's Antonio Silva. This guy has really caught my attention. Very young player, only 18 years old, a center back. I think he has a contract until about 2027 at Benfica, so he's kind of locked down, but I'll. A lot of rumors out there about this talented youngster what more can you tell us
1: we will have many rumours on this guy uh, because you mentioned Antonio Antonio Silva is something special. is uh, really something special. I was also speaking to some people who were in Turin when he had this game against Juventus last minute uh, appearance against Juventus because he wasn't expected to start. And then because of some injuries, some situation internally at Benfica, he had this opportunity and he was incredible playing against uh, Dujan Blau, which is never, is never easy and he was fantastic. And then again and again with Benfica, he's doing something, something special. So I'm sure that the rumours will be there for a long time as you mentioned the contract is really long it's a five-year deal with um, with Benfica but at the same point uh, we have to mention that Portuguese club especially Benfica they are used to sell players at the right moment so we don't see Antonio staying at Benfica for four or five years I'm sure that uh, it's a matter of time and then in a few years he will leave Benfica to, to try a new experience in in some top club around Europe with all respect to Benfica fantastic club but you know that when big clubs are coming with big money it's really difficult to keep the players and this is also the case for Antonio Silva I was asking also yesterday and the answer I'm getting is at the moment there is still no negotiation with Benfica or negotiation with the agents, but many clubs, important clubs, especially from England, are sending their scouts to watch this boy, to follow this boy and this growth. Uh, People close to the player are convinced that he will be one of the most expensive centre back in the history of the game. He can be a player for maybe 80, 90 million euros in a few years. Of course, now it's too early to say, but the the impact has been incredible. And so let's see, but I feel the Premier League could be his next destination.
0: Yeah, 11 appearances this season, all competitions. And obviously we're hearing about the Manchester United and Premier League rumors there confirmed, of course, by our great Fabrizio Romano, but recently also made his debut for the Portuguese under 21. And that's important. The international debut is where it's at when it comes to these young stars. And I also had a little conversation with my good friend, Nuno Gomez, who told me a lot about some of the young kids. And he's not the only one who's coming through the ranks at Benfica, by the way. Fabrizio, let's move on to Rafael Leao, one of the hottest and most talked about youngsters right now. Um, it's, of course, Leo. He's absolutely sensational. What he's doing in Serie A is fun to watch. He's 23 years old. He's balling out. Um, four goals, seven assists from the 11 appearances this season. Um, but his contract, obviously, a tricky situation with Milan. And we've heard from Maldini. But what are you hearing about the whole situation? And what do you think could end up happening?
1: Yes, it's not an easy negotiation. Uh, it's not an easy negotiation because, as you mentioned, Rafael Leão is something special. He was the best player in Serie A last season and I have a feeling it will happen the same this season because he's doing great with uh, with Milan. He's scoring goals, he's providing assists, he's a fantastic talent and his mentality is something special. It's not just about the quality, but he changed his mentality in the last few months, I would say. Last season, it was incredible how he changed his approach to the game. So Rafael, Leão, in my personal opinion, is is ready to try and experience maybe elsewhere, maybe in the Premier League, but at the same point, we have to respect Milan' position because, as you mentioned, Paolo Maldini a few days ago, before the Chelsea game, he said, we are negotiating with Rafa we want to extend this contract. The current deal expires in June 2024, so it's kind of a dangerous situation uh, because Milan can't wait too long before reaching an agreement with uh, with Rafa or it will be dangerous to continue like this. And Milan already lost many players on a free, Donnarumma, Franchesi, uh, Akan Chalanoglu, many players left Milan on a free, so they have to be careful with this layout situation. But at the same point, Maldini said I'm I'm optimistic because they have a good feeling on player side. They are convinced that the player knows that maybe one more season with Milan could be the best way for him to to go at top, top level. So now the negotiation is ongoing between Leao and Milan. is not yet close to being completed, to being agreed. So it's still ongoing, he's still on the early stages of the discussions. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens because it's still open. We have to mention that Chelsea, in the final weeks of the transfer window during the summer, they Mm -hmm. made a bid. It was a verbal proposal, not an official proposal, but a verbal proposal around 70, 75 million euros plus sedons. Milan said, No way. We are not selling Rafa Leao for that fee. They wanted 150 million euros, the value of the release clause, because he has a release clause and it's 150 million euros. So Milan never wanted to negotiate for less than the release clause. So let's see what's next. But my feeling is that everything is open for Leao and Milan will fight till the end to extend this
0: contract. Hey Fab you know with this recent investment coming into Milan obviously we know from the Americans and I know the Yankees are involved a little bit there so that gets me a little bit excited do they have to sell these superstars we understand and recognize that Leal may at one stage in his career want to move on and try obviously a Premier League or wherever it may be big money offers but now you recognize Milan have a lot of financial backing now so do they have to sell these big stars?
1: No, I would say no. They don't have to to sell these players because also they did the same with Teo Hernandez. Uh, for example, the same Maldini said few few months ago we received some approaches for Teo Hernandez. In my opinion, one of the best left backs in the world, more than a left back because he's a player for, he's playing as a left back, as a left winger everywhere on the pitch. You can see Teo Hernandez when we are playing, and he said we said no way. We are not going to negotiate for Theo. So don't even come with a proposal because we are not intention to negotiate. So I don't feel they are forced to sell players because they are in a good position. The Milan project is fantastic, in my opinion, what they are doing with young players. Uh, They are selling players at the right moment. But the real point in this case is the length of the contract. Because with Leao, just having two years of contract with Milan is a dangerous situation. Because if you don't extend the contract now or before the end of the current season, next summer it could be a dangerous situation. Because many clubs can arrive, important clubs maybe from Premier League, and offer Rafa Leao big money, big salary for January 2024 and sign him for free in maybe one year and half. And so it's a really dangerous situation. So Milan have to be smart. They want to extend the contract. They are not forced to sell him, but also losing Lea on a free would be a disaster. And so they have to be careful. This is why the situation is still open.
0: Artie, agree with us. He says 70, 75 million is not enough with us. So thank you, Artie, for your comment right there. He agrees with both of us there. Uh, i completely off topic before we want to go to break here, but I just want to discuss with you real quickly the form that Napoli are in right now. Put the analyst brain on here. I mean, this is sensational what Napoli are doing right now in Serie A, but not only there, also in the Champions League, Fab.
1: Yes, how the approach to the, to the games is something special, you know, because we already spoke here on Nkegolaso on about the players, what they did on the market was something special. We know it was a big revolution during the summer. But now I'm really surprised to see how consistent they are. Every single game, it doesn't matter if you're playing with Liverpool, Ajax, or Cremonese in Serie A, they, are, they have always the same approach. They are really hungry team. Uh, they are working all together and they have Victor Osimen not available, who is the best player of the team. So imagine that Tosimene is not available and they're, they're having us Raspadori and Simeone scoring goals. The approach is fantastic and I think it's the most European team we have in Serie A because Inter, Milan, they're doing very good and we know Juventus is not a very, a very good moment but how napoli approach the games is the most european club is the most european team is the most european approach i would say also on the market for what they are doing uh, on selling players buying players trusting their scout department as we mentioned last time with Karashkelia. this guy is special also yesterday he provided nastist uh, penalty yeah. so he's a special player but they have a special structure this is why napoli are doing so good
0: yeah, let's take a quick break, for So We've got more to come from the great man himself, Fabrizio Romano. When we return, we'll take a look at what else is happening around the transfer rumor mill and a deep look inside Manchester United. Welcome back to Kegel Lazo. You are having a good time with us. It's Ian Joy alongside the main man himself, Fabrizio Romano. Uh, let's discuss Diego Dallot here. Sometimes when a new coach comes into a football club, for Fabrizio, he brings new opportunity and new fortune, new confidence for a lot of players. I didn't watch the game yesterday, but I heard that Diego Dallot was insanely good. His statistics certainly tell me that. 100% dribbles, 100% tackles won, 100% aerial duels, one <laughs> 82% of his passes completed. I mean, this is incredible to see this kind of rejuvenation. From players who were maybe finding their way out the door, now all of a sudden they could be a key part to the project that Ten Hag has going on at the club. Now he has uh, end of the season, his contract is out. I think the club has an option for him for until 2024. But what are you hearing about the situation with Diego Lod? Does he stay at the club? Does he move? What are you hearing, Fab?
1: yes first of all he's one of my favorite players in that position as right back he's a special player I think and he's been really underrated for a long time and now with and Hag, as you mentioned the situation has changed he's now a regular starter he's an important player for Manchester United but I still remember when he was here in Italy with AC Milan alone he was really great with Milan he was playing as right back left left back sometimes when Hernandez was not available and he's always been consistent so he's a player I really like and I agree with you he's a really important player for Manchester United in this moment uh, to answer your questions yes. yes. Yes, uh, Manchester United have an option to extend this contract because officially the contract is expiring in June. But Manchester United have an option to extend for one more season, so till June 2024. So they feel protected on this Diogo Dalot situation. At the same point, they will not activate this option until they have the opportunity to negotiate with Diogo and his agents for a long-term contract. So they will try to sign a long-term contract with Dalot. At the moment, is not something advanced in negotiations from what I'm told. So they are not close to reaching an agreement for a long-term deal. It's still something at early stages. They need meetings and negotiations before saying, OK, we have a final decision on the law situation. Barcelona are monitoring him, because Barcelona have centre scouts, not just to Premier League games, but also with Portugal. In the last two games he had with Portugal to follow Diogo Dalot, to follow his impact on international football. And Diogo was great because he scored a brace with Portugal playing as a right-back. He's doing a great season, and so Barcelona are monitoring him because they want to go for a right-back in summer 2023. Diogo Dalot is not the only option. They have many options on a right-back because they will go for an important right-back in the summer. But at the same point, I can mention that they are following in. So let's see what happens with Barcelona. Let's see when Manchester United will proceed with this contract situation. My feeling is Manchester United have to activate that option. If they are not able to reach an agreement with Dalot, it would be, I would say, not so smart to let Diogo Dalot leave on a free. So I expect my United to, to trigger the close, but let's see when.
0: Yeah, many would call that very bad business if you allow him to go away (laughs) on a free transfer. Great question come in from Rafa right there talking about Barcelona's interest. How on earth can they afford all these players? They're trying to lower their wage bill. Obviously, we did hear uh, rumors. I was following your Twitter timeline as well. They're trying to track these free agents and see what deals they can get done before they commit to their clubs. Is that the way forward for Barcelona, a free agent system?
1: Yes, yesterday Barcelona director Mateo Lemani mentioned uh, the free agent system as one of the priorities for uh, for Barcelona because this summer they had many players on the free, like Christian Sam Cassi and, uh, and others, of course, and also the summer before with Eric Garcia. They are always monitoring the free agents market, and this is what they want to do also in summer 2023. So I expect Barcelona to be active on players out of contract or maybe on opportunities like Diogo Dalot. So for sure they will monitor this kind of, of market. How they can afford players uh, honestly on barcelona financial situation we always have many questions but at the end they always find a way to do things uh, honestly i think um, getting rid of players like griezmann coutinho and many others is helping barcelona wage build because for example griezmann deal is also about the salary we always mention the fee 20 million euros plus four in the dones, but it's also about the salary coutinho deal with aston villa the salary was the key point for barcelona so they are trying to find solutions for these players they don't trust and they're trying to, to sell them let's see what happens also with Man 55, for example, and many others. And then maybe for them, will be easier to sign players in summer 2023.
0: we got five more minutes with a great man himself, Fabrizio Romano. You're watching Keigo Lazzo here. A little bit of rapid fire questions. Let's get through some of these topics that I've been following very closely that I know you're all about. Cristiano Ronaldo, I mean, he scored his 700th goal yesterday in club football for Manchester United. He can't be happy with not playing much football. I know he's getting older, Fab, but real quickly, let's just bang, bang through a couple of topics. Let's start with Cristiano Ronaldo. What do you think happens with him? This is crazy.
1: At the moment, honestly, nothing has changed. Uh, we know in the summer he wanted to find, to find a solution, but there was not the right club to, to leave Manchester United maybe in August. And this is why the situation was not, was not changing. And at the moment, I'm told that it's still the same. For Cristiano Ronaldo, of course, as you mentioned, he's not happy because he wants to play. He wants to be a starter. But at the same point, it's too early to say what's going to happen in, uh, in January, I think. And I'm told that during the World Cup, so end of november beginning of december they will discuss internally manchester united and decide on the striker situation because it's not just about cristiano side it's also manchester united side if they let cristiano go they need a striker because Martial is having many injuries. He's an important player for Ten Hag, but too many injuries. And of course, Rashford can't be the only striker for Manchester United as they have many competitions. And so it's also about Manchester United because they want to sign a new striker in the summer. But if they let Cristiano go in January, they will need the striker in January. How many important strikers there will be on the market available in January? So, you know, it's about many factors on this story. And on Cristiano's side at the moment, they say it's too early to know.
0: Yeah, too early to know, no doubt about it. Let's move over to Chelsea Football Club because I know a lot of fans out there are looking for information from you. Christopher Vivel, uh, technical director, obviously rumored it could be happening anytime now. RB Leipzig, not happy. Their CEO, Oliver Mintzlaff, he certainly let his feelings known that he's not happy with the way Chelsea are doing their business right now. But what's happening with that situation with Christopher Vivel now? Will we see that news recently uh, come out?
1: yes he parted ways with uh, with Red Bull group with uh, Red Bull Leipzig and now it's a serious possibility for him to join Chelsea he's not signed yet, he's not done yet but negotiations are very advanced between uh, Vival and, uh, and Chelsea he could join as technical director, it means that they can also look for a sporting director in the next months. I'm told that the, the sporting director situation is not imminent uh, it could take some time before they decide to go for the right man as sporting director but as ta- technical director Christopher Vivell is now the big favourite the main favourite, he had a meeting with Chelsea uh, it was last Tuesday last week in, uh, in London it was a very positive meeting so this week there will be new direct contacts to get the deal done with, uh, with Vivian but he's expected to join as new technical director and so this
0: Chelsea board revolution continues All right, we got a question about Jude Bellingham coming your way right now and the link to Chelsea Football Club. I mean, obviously, Bellingham had another terrific week last week. Uh, Borussia Dortmund, they leveled things against Bayern Munich in the last minute of the game. Jude Bellingham was captain of that side, as was he captain in the game against Sevilla, the youngest English captain in the Champions League, only 19 years old. This guy is sensational, Fab. I know you're a big fan with him. But what are you hearing about him? I mean, Chelsea fans, they want him obviously to go to Chelsea Football Club, but we're going to continue to talk about this guy. What's happening now?
1: Yes, I think we will mention Bellingham here on Kegolasso many, many times for many, and many months for many clubs also eh? because uh, it's true that Chelsea Chelsea will go for an important midfielder next summer. We can say that. Chelsea and Liverpool. I see both clubs going for an important midfielder next summer so Chelsea will be there. Uh, they wanted Frankie de Jong during the summer because when we mention Frankie de Jong it's always about Manchester United and it's true that Manchester United wanted Frankie but Chelsea were there too. Chelsea wanted Frankie de Jong and so they are still looking for an important midfielder in summer 2023 they will be there and so it's about Chelsea it's about Liverpool Real Madrid don't forget Real Madrid when we mention Jude Bellingham because they are always trying to sign the best players in the world and Jude Bellingham as you mentioned be something special and so Real Madrid will be there it will be a crazy race for Bellingham as we mentioned here it won't be decided now or in the next weeks after the World Cup we will see how the conversations how the contacts will go but for sure it will be a crazy race with a lot of competition for, for Chelsea for Liverpool and also for Real Madrid
0: we never thought that Real Madrid would be able to replace that amazing trio that they had in midfield. But could you imagine Camavinga, of course, and then throw Jude Bellingham in there, Chalmeny? I mean, that would be an insane midfield. Uh, last couple of questions here before we let you go, Fabrizio. Uh, we got a loyal viewer. His name is Dane Kane. He's very curious about Newcastle's January transfer plans. We know they've got a lot of money to spend now, Newcastle Football Club. And they're playing really good football right now, Fabrizio. They're fun to watch.
1: Yes, great. Great job. They're doing a great job, and I'm sure that in January they will try to do to do something, always some smart business. They want to do that. They don't want to sign. I still remember one year ago when the new owners came in, in Newcastle, we had many links with maybe old players at the end of their careers, big names, but then at the end, not good for a project. They wanted to go for a completely different direction. I really love what they're doing. The approach has been great, and I'm sure that in January they will go probably for a winger because, for example, I can tell you that they were looking for a winger in the final days of the market, but then at the end it didn't happen because they wanted to go for the right players, like Alexander and Isaac now he's injured, but it's an important signing for Newcastle for present and future. So it could be the case for a winger for Newcastle in uh, in uh, in January. And also, let me mention Bruno Guimaraes because we always mention, uh, okay, Jude Bellingham, Erling Haaland, many special players around Europe, but what Bruno Guimaraes is doing with Newcastle is special. He scored goals again with Newcastle during the weekend, but in general, he decided to go to Newcastle at the right moment and they decided to sign him what many important clubs were waiting because Arsenal, Juventus, also Spanish clubs were monitoring Bruno Guimaraes for the summer. Newcastle decided to invest immediately in Bruno Guimaraes, 42 million euros plus Sedons. In my opinion, he's a player worth maybe 60, 70, million euros so fantastic business for Newcastle and great job by Bruno because he's one of the best midfielders around Europe
0: all right Qatari investment group I mean their sports investment group has been sensational they have uh, Im- involved themselves in a lot of big sporting projects including Paris Saint-Germain and uh, Nasser El-Khalifi has been very busy again uh, for for so what can you tell us about this deal that he's trying to acquire clubs
1: Yes, now there is a new one because, uh, as you mentioned, they are always looking with this Qatar Sports Investment Group uh, to to have clubs uh, or opportunities, projects around the world. And in this case, it will be Braga, the the Portuguese club. They will they will go for twenty one percent of the stake of the club, and so everything is was was signed in the last twenty four hours. Now it's uh, it's official, and I think yes, it will be beneficial for Portuguese football and in particular for Portuguese league. I always think it's beneficial to have this kind of opportunities because you have fresh money. They always want to invest. On young players is exactly what for example city group are doing around the world uh here in italy with palermo now in brazil with bahia and many clubs and with qatari sports group it will be the same for uh, for braga so i'm sure it will be beneficial of course it takes time so don't expect big revolutions in maybe six months or one year it takes time to have the whole project for uh, for qatari sports group in this case and the same for city sports group around the world but i think yes i think it's beneficial
0: That is the great Fabrizio Romano. 20 minutes with you is just sensational. But before I let you go, did I see you tweeting about Formula One? I'm a huge Formula One fan. What's going on with the Formula One tweets right there? It was pretty cool to see. Yes, I just
1: announced Pierre Gaslit to Alpine team because, you know, I'm I'm not following Formula 1 every single weekend but I received this information and I said, okay, I'm sharing also some Formula 1 information. So then they started to ask me about Ferrari and these kind of things. I said, no, no, stop, stop. It was just a random <laughs> info I had. Okay, it's fine. And <laughs> I'm not going Formula 1, don't worry.
0: <laughs> Fabrizio, we appreciate you. The football world absolutely loves you. We can't thank you enough for everything yeah. you do for a beautiful game. Thanks for joining us today, buddy. Thank you. Always All a
1: right. pleasure and see you soon.
0: All right. Thanks to everybody else out there for listening to So Please make sure you take a minute to leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts. We're available on Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcast. We are also available as video. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com forward slash for Pizza Romano, you're a legend. We love you.
1: Thank you.